0: Appreciate all you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive through at Strange Brew Coffee House or at, in Starkville or Brupolo over in Tupelo. It would be a little weird if Brupolo was in Fulton, which is where I was today. But that being yes. said, I took a quick trip through Tupelo to grab something, and I saw Brupolo, And I almost walked in, and I was like, I would be really disappointed. If I walked in and they weren't like, hey, Brupolo is in Tupelo. I, I wanted somebody to know who I was, so I didn't set myself up for that disappointment.
1: Do you think they would? No. No. Probably not. Uh, unless off-chance Shane Reed was in there. That's the It's only. probably like some random Ole yeah. Miss fan exactly at the counter yeah. or something. Tupelo no... is
0: a 50-50 town. You can't take the risk. That's right. So. Well, wherever you are in our great state, especially up there in northeast uh, Mississippi, where I was today, You can always have Strange Brew Coffee every morning. You don't have to drive for it. You don't have to to leave the house. All you got to do is place an order online at strangebrewcoffeehouse.com, and they'll ship it right there to you. Whatever kind of coffee machine sits on your counter, they got you covered at Strange Brew Coffee House. College Corner and collegecornerstore.com, that's the place to find the maroon and white merchandise you're looking for. Not just clothes, by the way. If you're looking up something to, to fancy up your tailgate, or, hey, if you're one of the people who's decided that the couch has won the battle, you want to stay home? You want to put some maroon and white stuff at your home? or You want to have a home-gating party? And they've got all sorts of great stuff over there at College Corner. Two locations to serve you in the Jackson area. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Floyd by the Half Shell. Or you can always shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Humble Taco. It's Taco Tuesday at Humble Taco. Every day is kind of Taco Tuesday at Humble Taco, though, because they got the best tacos in town. they got tacos you cannot get anywhere else. You, you need... You can pick any of the 43 other Mexican restaurants in Starkville, and you can go get a taco there, and you can go get that same taco at any of the other 43 restaurants. But you can't get the tacos you get at Humble Taco anywhere else. They are unique. They are delicious. They're Mexican fare with Mississippi roots, and it's only at Humble Taco. Make a quick decision for lunch today and head over to Firehouse Subs. Download the free Firehouse Subs app, and then you're off. You're off and running. Your order is going to be ready within minutes. You pick it up, and you've got a bunch of reward points as well. Also, don't forget, as we get closer to the first game, tailgating coming up, and you can be the life of the party with a Firehouse Subs party tray. Contact your local Firehouse Subs and find out what kind of deals they've got going on for tailgating. You'll be people make people really happy if you show up with a Firehouse Subs tray. Locations in Starville and Oxford, Columbus and Tupelo, Flowood and Madison, Firehouse Subs. Robbie Falk. Hello. You got to talk to Mike Leach today. Did, did it feel like that? Now it's football season.
1: Yes, indeed. We we're uh, twenty five minutes late for the press conference. It is a it is officially in form. Actually, that was a like that was a step up. Like we're actually it really was. we're not two hours late. Yeah.
0: So here's what I got. I got a question before for you, and then we'll get into the Mississippi State stuff. We were talking on the show today on the big show. <clears throat> about the Carolina Panthers and their offensive line troubles. They have had a ton of injuries. They can't block anybody, right? And I said, I made the comment, how far down the list do you think I am from getting a phone call? And Richard said he thought more than 10 million people would get called before me.
1: Do you agree? I don't, you know, do you think there's 10, 10 million people more qualified than you? I don't. There's a lot of people. So That's a lot
0: of people. Our friend of the show, Caleb Hamill, did some research. He said that as this goes back to 2007. Now, obviously, in the last 15 years, the world has gotten fatter. But in America, in 2007, there were only 8.4 million pe- men between what he, what he called roughly football-playing age. So I'm going to say between, let's say, 20 and 50. That weighed over 250 pounds. Now, let's make it real. It's, let's say 280. There can't be more than like
1: 7 million, right? I got to be yeah. in the top 10 million. And you're not going to put a 250 pounder out there. You want somebody no. that's going to have some girth. I mean, at least in the if you put me in the
0: at guard and I got a couple guys on the other side of me, I can pass them off or do something. I can be in the way. Now I'm only going to last about two three plays.
1: And if most. they like if they run over you, you're going to slow them down cuz they're going to trample over yeah. your carcass. Exactly. Can you imagine
0: that's I don't great. know who the, I don't know who the Panthers play first, but imagine if it was like the Titans. I break the huddle and I'm staring <laughs> Jeff Simmons in the face. I mean, I might as well make peace with God. It's over. I'm not getting up from that. I'd be like Jeff.
1: Please, please be be gentle. We need you to go guard Chris Jones. Can you can you just oh keep God. him off the quarterback like Chris, for two seconds? Chris, remember when I gave you a hug at pro day? Please, don't do it. got a white lay down dance. for you. Like he. He's one of those like gentle giants. Like Chris he might is so be like, nice, oh, he would be yeah. like, "Look, man, just
0: get out of the way. Be- Make it look like you're in the way, but be sliding off at the same time and just let me through." <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm glad we established 10 million, that. I'm
1: in- Ten million is too high.
0: It's too high. If he had said a million, I'd have said, "Like, you're probably right. I'm not in the yeah. first million. Ten million? I'm in. They're calling me. Yes.
1: So I'll I'll let you know if that happens." But geez, uh, like how like how bad would the 10 million have to be if they had got all the way down to you? How, if I was the last guy,
0: if I'm the 10, 10 we went million through, guy, we went how through. How bad nine, is 9,999,999? Like, we should call Hey Dad. He, he's better than this guy. Over <laughs> 9 million people I mean, tried think out the people who They're in this group, right? They would have called Dylan Day. They'd have called Ben yeah. Beckwith. They call, call all these former linemen, and they're all like, no, nah, not interested. They're probably like, who's left? All right, well, this guy was all District 6-1-A in 1993. <laughs> call him. See what he's got. <laughs> got him in the tank. Oh, All right. <laughs> all right, so Mondays, Mondays are for press conferences and for depth charts. Let's start with the press conference. I mean, it's a Mike Leach press conference. The odds of you learning anything were slim. It doesn't look like he gave much of an answer as far on the big question that we had, which was the the injury status of Jaden Crumity. Is that accurate?
1: Yeah, he gave. He said that they expected Jaden Crumity to have a great year. That was his response. Okay, so, so
0: well, we'll see where that takes us then.
1: <laughs> that could be. That could mean that he, he plays in, in, plays in two games this year and has two really good games. That can mean that he plays this week. I, we don't know. I mean, my, my guess, and I feel really good about the fact that this is correct, is he will not be available for at least the first two games. Beyond that, that I have that no feels, clue. Yeah,
0: that feels like the right answer, and then it's just we're going to have to sort of see. I would say if he hasn't played by the fourth game, he's, he's probably out for most of the season.
1: Yeah, you know, I just don't know. I, I, this is such a weird injury. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going well, on. With here. That, by the way,
0: we don't know what the injury is. We 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 know it's supposedly a wrist injury, but we haven't got any confirmation on that.
1: But I mean, like you you would think like wrists like he could probably play with a club, but from what I've heard is they can't even cast his his arm right now. So, I mean, I, you know, I'm no doctor or orthopedic guy or anything like that. I don't know what the, what the extent of the injury or what the injury is. All I know is I do not expect Jaden Cromedy to play for Mississippi State against Memphis. And beyond that, who knows?
0: That said, I thought the thing that I, I took the most away from, and I read the Q&A that, you, that our friend Mike Nemeth was kind enough to type up, uh, was that Leach gave off the idea that he's like, this is the most confident I've been in a team since I've been at Mississippi State. I feel like that's sort of go without saying with the amount of experience he brings back. But from my perspective, it's just good to hear him say it, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, I don't know what you really take away from these press conferences with Leach. He doesn't want to be there. (laughs) Uh, We don't learn anything. Um, you know, we asked about the uh, Memphis game last year. You know, does he remember anything from that? They didn't really give anything exciting from it. Says he doesn't use bulletin board material. I mean, I, I asked him a couple of questions about receivers. I thought, you know, he, he gave some good answers about Will Rogers. Um, so, you know, there were some, there was a couple of good quotes, but it's, in the form of news, we learned nothing. Yeah. That's just the way that it goes. Which what is a typical leech for its conference.
0: What did we learn from the depth chart? Anything there? I, I The one that surprised me the most, I guess. But this is two years in a row, right? That Jaden Wally not starting on the first depth chart. He, he was not starting last year on the first depth chart. And it's everybody's favorite. It's uh, your guy, Rufus Harvey, above him. Is this just a message to Jaden, in
1: your opinion? Yeah, I wonder about that. You remember last year, J.J. Jernigan was on one of those. Yes uh, And it's just kind of like a, you know, rewarding a, a guy for practicing hard, for playing hard. I do wonder about that, but I will say, Leach talks very glowingly about Ruf- Rufus. Um, he loves Rufus, talks about him all the time. Um, he doesn't give out compliments, but he does to, about Rufus. So I do wonder about that if he's going to be... The guy that comes out there first. I don't think it really matters because I think Jaden's going to play a lot. I think Rufus is going to play a lot, so I, I don't think that's that's as uh, as big of an issue. So I think it's just kind of just a you know a thing where he just either he's sending a message to Wally or he's rewarding Rufus by showing that he's number one on the depth chart. I don't think you can look too far into it, and I don't think people can, you know, start thinking Jaden Wiley is sliding off the depth chart is going to have a bad year or anything like that, or that Rufus is going to win the Heisman. Um, I just think I think both of those guys are going to play a factor for Mississippi State um, on the field this year.
0: The other receiver position where you might have been surprised is at the is at the X, where Ra Ra Thomas gets the starting knot over to Lou Griffin. It's so funny that almost everybody had Jaden Wally as their leading receiver. I had Tulu Griffin, and they, neither one of them are are written in as starters for, for week one. Two weeks ago, Rara Thomas was running 13. Now he's up with the first team. Again, do you think this is just something directed at Tulu, or, or, or should we expect to see you know first snap? of Because I know it's not Rara Thomas is starting, so he's going to get 85 90% of the snaps. They're going to yeah. move guys in and out. But first snap of the season to Ra-Ra Thomas, you think?
1: I kind of think, Ruth, I mean, uh, Tulu's going to be first snap, but that's just a guess on my part. I mean, Tulu's been running first team pretty much the whole camp, and um, it would be kind of a surprise if he if he wasn't uh, out there first with, with that first team unit. Again, I don't think it matters a whole lot, but I, I still think Tulu is going to be the starter on Saturday. But we'll see. You know, Ra Ra had a good scrimmage from what I was told the other day. He's been kind of up and down, which is kind of what you expect from some of those younger guys. He's still a young guy. He didn't uh, play a huge part in Mississippi State's offense till middle um, of the season and even late last year. So, you know, he's still a guy that has to get a little more experience. But I, I'm expecting big things out of him. I mean, I, I was just talking – about him the other day to one of my friends who coaches in, in Alabama. and He was really high on Rah-Rah before he got here because of that basketball background that he had. Mm-hmm. I just think there's not that many guys like him out there for State, that that athletic, springy, long receiver that he is. He's got that basketball background, and you can definitely see it when he's on the field. I think he's a different kind of receiver that Mississippi State doesn't have. So, um, I, you know – all these guys that we're talking about, you know, we're just talking about you know logistics here with this yeah. depth chart. I think all these guys are going to do something for Mississippi State this year. Yeah, I, agree uh, I think that. I think State is just really deep at the receiver position. And then, of course, you have Jaden Crumedy at first
0: first team on the depth chart, and we all know that's un- unlikely to happen. You look around college football today; a lot of Schools didn't even release a depth chart. I know that Ole Miss didn't. They released sort of a list of key players. Um, and, of course, uh, Lane Kiffin didn't name a, a starting quarterback up there, although it feels like at this point, and talking to Richard, obviously he thinks it's going to be Jackson Dart, is going to be the starter there, and probably not going to be any kind of two QB system, which is what they're doing at Michigan. But the depth charts today, you know, is it just a content piece for us at this point? Is there Because there's, there's
1: no real value to it, is there? No, and I, you know a lot of times these depth charts are made out by the SIDs. Oh yeah, so, you know behind the scenes. I, I said
0: that on the uh, on the show today. I said if you think Leach is sitting down with a pen and
1: paper and then
0: going, "Hey, I'm done here," you're wrong.
1: Yeah, I think there's there's some guys that he requests to be put on there or <clears throat> moved yeah. down. There there are some guys where he says, "Hey, I want this dude to be listed here and there," but for the most part. Mississippi State's making those depth charts out, like the SID's media relations. It's not even the head coach. I mean, and we saw some some silly depth charts from Dan Mullen. He was one of the worst about the depth charts. Yes, he was. I mean, there was one time where he had Jordan Washington was like the starting or second team defensive end mm-hmm. for the entire season. And he wasn't was, even like, on the team. Well, he was on the team, but he was like, he was hurt. He had a boot on his foot like the entire I thought year. that was the
0: year he, he He left the team. He, like, quit.
1: I don't think – he was on the team, but he was not active. Okay. And then you remember, like, he would do his injury updates and he'd be like, Tobias Smith out. And Tobias Smith was like a G8. He wasn't yeah. even, like – he wasn't even playing. He wasn't an active player. He started he one just, with
0: Justin Malone out and we're like, Coach, we saw him get carried off of the fir- of the field in the first game of the year. It's, it's week 11. Yeah, we know he's out.
1: Yeah, he had like the uh, Liz Frank or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, and the, like the, uh, the walk-ons, like he would, t- he would start naming walk-ons that were out for the game. I mean, that, that stuff yeah. was always silly to me. And like the depth chart. So, I, you know, I wouldn't put too much in it, but it is interesting to see, you know, the players that are um, in certain spots on there. And it um, was also interesting to me about Jackie Matthews, starting they haven't listed him as a starter like any and they haven't really played him as a starter a whole lot since the spring but he's consistently been one of the better safeties I think they've been kind of you know sandbagging with him a little bit and you know maybe it's to motivate him I don't know but in the spring you saw he was one of the best safeties on the team and he's just now listed as a starter at safety so I think you know for the most part, the cream is kind of rising to the top on here. I mean, I like we've just missed the depth chart, but at the same time, it's it looks pretty accurate. Um, it looks it looks like it's pretty much on point.
0: Right. It's. It, I don't think that you're going to see them put out a depth chart. It's just foolishness, right? It's not going to be right. you know, it, It's not going to be just a bunch of, of wild stuff. It's going to look pretty similar. What I the, what people do is they they take these these things. First off, they they forget that they're going to rotate players, especially the wide receivers. Those guys are going to rotate it almost every series. You would think, unless somebody is just scorching hot and they've got a mismatch, they just can't help but exploit. But outside of Will Rogers and you know the offensive linemen, who they'll, they'll rotate those guys. But for the most part, those guys play the whole game. Mm-hmm. Every position, including defense, there's going to be guys out there, and people I think get caught up sometimes in the whole way the depth chart, you know. I think it's a lot of – you've seen the program where they, they put out the starting lineup and the guy's like, place at the table, and he goes out and headbutts, uh, uh, you know. I don't think it's, – it's, it's not that way anymore. It's not like this is the starting lineup and you're starting and everybody else is a backup. Not, right.
1: not, not the way it is in college football anymore. And, and everybody, all those players know where they stand. Right. Like they, they, all, they all know when they're going to play. They're told who's going to play when. Um, so it's not really that big of a deal. The biggest thing I want to see is special teams. Who is mm. going to be handling kickoffs? Who's going to be doing place kicking? Are they going to split those guys up? Because there's an inkling that they might do like situational stuff with the kickers and the punters. So what's happening with that? Uh, I'm really, uh, I really want to see that. Mm. Um, but the rest, I mean, we pretty much – it's just semantics with who who plays with what group of the wide receivers, how many reps they get. We pretty much know who's gonna play where at this point. The offensive line looks like it's set. Um the wide receivers, at least the first two teams look like they're pretty much set. We know the running backs are gonna be. We know Will Rogers is starting. We know most of the defense as well. So it's just a you know a few pieces here and there uh, I'm ready to see on Saturday to see, you know, who fits in. You also got the chance to tour the, uh, the balconies today.
0: Uh, that's a an area of the stadium that, you know, when we first started hearing about this, you and I were, I mean, I think it's fair to say we were a little skeptical. Like what exactly is this? What what are they trying to do up there? Everything I've seen has made me think this is a cool idea. You were actually up there this, this today. And I, from your tweets, I gather that's what you think too, that this is a well-done, and well-thought-out idea.
1: Yeah, I think this is going to be something that several places around the country picks up. Um, They're going to see how popular it is in Mississippi State because these will sell out most years, um, in my opinion. Um, And they sold out in the first day or so uh, when they went on sale for, for Mississippi State this year. It's just, It's a really smart idea and we, we talked about it when it first came out for a place that doesn't sell normally to throw an out of a box out idea out there and to test it out in that spot. Because like I said, those tickets were not selling anyway. right So let's see if this concept works to get people in those seats and to, to sell them for much more than we were selling regular season tickets for. So we can make a little bit of money we can put some more people in in the uh, in the stands. So I, I think it was a great idea. And now that I go up in there and kind of see what it looks like, it really is is it's a cool idea. Um, great views, just incredible views when you get to the very top and you can look over the stadium and see the city of Startville and beyond. Um, you can see for miles and miles at the top, and um, you know there was this idea or narrative that well what happens when these drunks fall over the edge well it's not that easy to get to fall over the edge it's it's a very safe area up there um you actually have at the very top you have like three to five feet in between the balconies the back of the balconies Mm -hmm. and a fence the the usual fence that was there um you know that that's still there that keeps you from falling over the edge so it's completely safe and also most every uh balcony is going to be almost completely shaded um there's there's these uh it looks like cloth i would say mm-hmm. uh shades on all the balconies um excluding the top which has the permanent um shade on it uh those those cloth shades will actually cover the majority of the balcony so Mm -hmm. you're not sitting people thinking you're just sitting out there in the blazing sun with no cover that's Mm -hmm. not true it's actually quite shaded okay got you have great seats uh bringing in your own seats you have refrigerator full of whatever drink you want it's just a great idea and um i I think the fans up there are going to love it people are going to want to try it out like I said, the biggest thing
0: is these were seats that weren't going to get sold, and now they're all sold, and so that's that that you know people talk about. Well, the state lowered its uh, the stadium's capacity by doing this. Yeah, but they got more people in the stadium because nobody was going to sit there anyway. So that's that's interesting. Who who led the tour? If I might, might ask. Oh, uh, Rhett. Of course. Yeah. Thanks, so, Rhett. What 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 did he have to say as far as all this goes?
1: Uh, just was, was just kind of detailing how all this stuff works. And, you know, when people come in and, uh, have their station stationary time to, uh, load up their boxes, just like they do with the left field lounge. But, um, you know, he was, he was just kind of detailing how all this stuff worked out. And also one of the main things that he was showing us was the video boards. They had all the video boards operational during this tour, so we could see what they would look like during a game. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think fans are going to to love the video board. Uh, if you remember, they had two panels on each side of the video board that had ads and things on them. They've now eliminated those panels, and it's just one big board. Mm-hmm. And it's basically cut in half on the screen. Mm-hmm. One part of the screen is... um score of the game, down and distance, time, um, and some stats, like Mm -hmm. total yards, stuff like that. Very reminiscent to um, the Liberty Bowl. It kind of reminded me of the Liberty Bowl, the the screen that they had and how they had Mm -hmm. the stats and stuff on it. Mm -hmm. And then the other part of the screen is the video portion, which Rhett said was actually bigger than the last screen because they've eliminated those panels. Okay. That looks great. Ribbon boards look great. They spent over ten million dollars on the video boards and uh, ribbon boards, mm-hmm. along with the um, the control room that control because they had to have a completely different control room to control all of that. And every ribbon board has a different uh, thing on it. Like there's part of the ribbon board has scores from around the country. Another part has visitor stats, mm-hmm. um, and then home stats. Uh, there's closed captioning on there for people that um are deaf or hard of hearing, which is really that's cool. cool. That's cool. Uh, so, I mean, I think that people are going to like these enhancements inside the stadium, especially for the people that sitting up top. Uh, and then, I think it's going to be really but, nice. And then outside the stadium,
0: they announced, uh, I think this is today, yeah, today, that they're doing a bunch of stuff in the Junction that's new, but they're going to have some live music out there. They're going to have some big screens you can watch football on they're gonna have food trucks and beverage stations out there so they this is this kind of stuff that you know doesn't cost a lot of money i mean i can't imagine it cost a whole ton a couple of, of screens out there you know the food trucks they're paying probably paying you to be there uh you know a live band that costs some money but it's not this isn't you know a huge name or anything but just fun stuff to get people to
1: want to come up there and, and have other things to do it's just a way to say you know you're not going to get this stuff at home right you, you can sure you can right. sit on the couch you can flip through the channels and you can you know you can have you know grill at your house or whatever in the mm-hmm. comfort of your own home but i mean you don't get a chance to fellowship with fellow state fans like this you don't get a chance to go to a tailgate if you don't have a tailgate that's that's right. one of the things that they're adding for people that don't have a tailgate you have a tailgate spot they are making their own tailgate for those people um, with, with food and drinks and, uh, like you said, live music and stuff like that. So it's an experience outside of the stadium, and you've, you're now elevating the experience inside. Uh, so Mississippi State's doing what they can to make this a better football environment to get people off the couch and to get them to campus. Because that's what you're, that's the challenge now. It's not about, it used to be about how many people can we fit in stands. Now it's about how do we get people in the stands? Um, so you're going to see less and less capacity. It's going to continue to, to fall down because you're going to be adding things like this, which I think is the way to go right now.
0: Yeah, I agree. Agree with you hundred percent.
1: All right, let's move on into the picks.
0: That's brought to you by our friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council who I want to remind you that beef it is what's for dinner. Whatever you're looking for this weekend to cook out if you're staying home or if you're tailgating, put some beef on the grill. Nothing better to start the season off with a fine steak or maybe a bunch of burgers or maybe you, hey it's a, it's a late kickoff. You got a lot of time. Put a brisket out there and and make it happen. There's always great options and they all start with red meat. They all start with beef. Head up your local uh, butcher, your local meat market, talk to those guys, find out what the best cuts are, and go from there. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats. I, yeah, it's got a feeling, Robbie, that place is going to be busy this weekend. They, I think they're going to go through some smoked wings and some pulled pork. Just You just call me crazy. Call, that might be our, my first real prediction of the season. But, yeah, Two Brothers, you guys know it's going to be outstanding. You know that this uh, Friday and Saturday of this week, place is going to be packed, so get there early, get prepared to have a great time, have a great meal, and have a lot of fun every time you're at Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Great products and great service is something that every business promises you, but who delivers on it? That name is Advantage Business Systems. All you've got to do is talk to their customers, and they've got plenty of them because they've been around for 47 years. You can't stay in business that long anywhere doing anything unless you take care of your customers first. So when you want to be treated like a neighbor and not like a number, you're going to call Advantage Business Systems. The number is 601-362-9192 or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. All right. Our first uh, SEC picks of the year. Very exciting. I'm going to try for two straight wins in this competition. For the first time ever, I have never won back-to-back years. I have lost back-to-back years. We'll see how that goes. And Robbie, of course, going for his first win against me. All 14 teams are on the docket. All 14 teams are playing. So we've got 14 games to pick. We'll do as we always do. We will uh, really only keep tabs of the ones that we disagree on. And on top of that, we will sort of go through these a little bit quicker for the ones that we feel like we both are going to agree on. So let's start with what, from what I've seen, Robbie, is the most complete and the best team in college football, Vanderbilt, based off of only of what I've seen so far this year. Uh, They'll take on Elon. I think, I don't know what
1: Elon is. I don't know what their mascot is. Let's see if I can find it here. Vanderbilt plays the worst non-conference schedule with the exception of Wake Forest. They play... Northern Illinois, not terrible. I mean, remember what the, their their games last year? My I mean, gosh! Remember. So Which I, guess I guess if you, guess if you know you're going to be terrible, I guess if you know if you're going to be terrible in the SEC, like you got to do what you got to try do. to find a couple of wins. Do You want to guess what Elon's mascot is? Uh, there's some kind of like uh. Bird or something?
0: You're correct. It's the Phoenix. They are the Elon Phoenix, rising from the ashes. There you go.
1: Are we both going to take Vanderbilt? Yeah, I, th- I think so. They Might they be look, the only they, time all year they did look they did look a lot they better. They did.
0: The other day. Uh, let's see here. I think we'll both take Tennessee to beat Ball State. Yes. We'll both take Texas A&M to beat Sam Houston. Yes. We'll take Ole Miss to beat Troy.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Uh, Kentucky to beat Miami of Ohio.
1: Correct. Auburn to beat Mercer. I think. But you know, they've they've had some weird non conference games there. It's true, but this is uh, a I'm, we're, surely they can get the job.
0: We're we're gonna we're gonna go with Auburn okay. on that one. Uh obviously Alabama to beat Utah State. Mm-hmm. Uh, South Carolina to beat Georgia
1: State. Yeah, I think okay.
0: so. All right, then let's talk about the games that we might have some disagreements on. Missouri hosts Louisiana Tech. Louisiana Tech last year in the season opener nearly beat an SEC team, a better SEC team than what this Missouri team is. Got any confidence that the uh, the red, white, and blue Bulldogs could do something in Columbia?
1: I haven't really looked at La Tech this year, but they, you know, they're th- this is usually a solid program. I think they'll. They'll give Missouri a run, but I don't think I'm going to go with Missouri. All
0: right, I'm going to stick with you on that one. I'm certainly not going to let the, what I lose a, the competition on Missouri. Lotech, we'll stick with yeah. Missouri there. Uh, game of the day uh, on two thirty on uh, ABC. Number three, Georgia. Number eleven, Oregon. In uh, Atlanta, at the Mercedes Benz uh, Dome there. I don't think this game's going to be close. To be totally honest with you, I think Georgia rolls over Oregon.
1: I think the the I've said it before. I think the Smash Mouth style is going to just wear Oregon down. I agree. I think you know that they, they usually have a solid running game. Their defense is going to punch them in the mouth. I, I'm going Georgia by 13. Okay. Another
0: huge game at 2.30. Number 19 Arkansas hosts number 23 Cincinnati. Cincinnati lost some big pieces off of that team that made the playoffs last year, but that's still a pretty good program. Arkansas has maybe the – you talked about Vandy's easy schedule. Arkansas might have the most difficult non-conference schedule in the country with with Cincinnati and a trip to BYU
1: on it. What do you think about this one? Um, No, Desmond Ritter I think is going to be an issue early on for Cincinnati. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Arkansas playing one of the Razorbacks.
0: I think I, I'm going to agree with you there. Uh, a year ago, I might have gone Cincinnati. But mm-hmm. here in, in this situation, at home with K.J. Jefferson, I'm going I'm to go with the Hogs to get that one. This is the game I've been sort of looking forward to all year. I wish it was at a different time so I could watch it. But Utah goes to Florida. Number seven, Utah. Florida unranked i just go ahead and tell you, I've been calling for this upset since we, did, we talked about Florida in, in the preseason Anytime I've been saying, it's not even an upset. It's not an upset. Utah wins this game.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, first game with Billy Napier, they got some kinks to work out. Utah is returning a ton from a great team last year. I think Florida, I think has a chance to be better as the year goes on. But right now, I'm not going to take them – I'm not going to take Billy Napier in game one. Not game one. Not against uh-huh. this Utah team. No. So, Utah's yeah, the I'm, only I'm team going Utah. the Pac-12
0: that can match the physicality of an SEC team.
1: Yeah, they're a little different. They're a little different than your usual Pac-12 team. This is a really good team. I, I'm I'm definitely taking Utah on this one. Last one, and I think we're going to just
0: have to go into week two, tie it up. But on uh, on Sunday night – in the Superdome, Florida State and LSU. I don't really like Florida State at all this year. LSU. I mean, this—if you're going to catch them, this is the week to
1: do it. I think. But in New Orleans, I, I can't oh, see God. LSU dropping this game. No, this—it'll be—it'll be capacity almost yeah, probably. Yeah. I mean, fans have an Should opportunity. Should be a great fans crowd. Yeah. Excuse to go watch college football at the Superdome for Cajuns. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh I, I think what, Florida State what, what is gonna get
0: People, They're fantastic people.
1: I have nothing. They're fine people, sir. No, I, I have nothing against, against them them. people, especially the people of Lafayette. Yes, Lafayette. Lafayette, sorry. The diff, different place. I'm, I'm so sorry. I do have something against the people of Lafayette. Trying to get I'm so, sorry to, com- I'm so sorry to compare yeah. the two there. So we'll both take but the yeah, tigers. I, I'm, I'm taking the tigers. Uh, yeah. I, I don't think FSU is very good. I just I don't I, don't th- I think Mike Neville is going to get fired after this year. Mm-hmm. I- I'm just not very high on them.
0: I agree. All right, so we'll go to week two with uh, no difference between us, uh, and we'll and we'll see where that uh, takes us. All right, tomorrow's show is the rumblings. I've already mentioned it on Twitter. If you're listening now, and you have a question you need to get it in. We're going to be recording uh, pretty early in the day, so get those questions in. We'll be happy to answer them, and then we'll talk some more Mississippi State and we'll really look at Memphis uh, hardcore on the Thursday show. I hope to get somebody on with us as well uh, to talk about the, uh, the Memphis Tigers. And then Friday, as you all know, the three P's will make their 2022 football debut. Guys, have a great Tuesday. Robbie and I will be back with you on Wednesday. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. You Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi.